0: This is how men think with Brooks Like and Gavin Degraw, an iHeartRadio podcast.
1: Welcome to the first episode of How Men Think in 2020. My name is Brooks Like, and I got my. What's up, Brooks Like? I got my gracious co-host here with me, Mr. Gavin Degraw. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, you too. It's been like a year since I've seen you. Almost. You get it? Feels like it. (laughs) It actually feels like it's been. It's been like a decade. Does that feel that yeah. long to you? It's been a decade. It's a new decade, buddy. Welcome to the new year, my man. It's a good new year. It's a great new year.
2: Hopefully, even better than last year, which I thought was top of the top for me. Really? Not really. No. You just but lied. pretty good. I had a good one, man. <laughs> you had a you good know? one. But okay. it could always be a little better. Okay. Well, I have a gift for
1: you to start off our 2020 in a wonder, the most wonderful possible way. Is really? it
2: a home pregnancy test? Why you going through something? No, (laughs) (laughs) no,
1: no, it is not. It is the stomach hurts. It is the gentleman sitting to our right, with us today. This guy with us today in studio with a bow on him. The one and only my my wife fangirled when I told her that you were coming in, Mister Freddie Prince Jr. Oh yeah. Hey, what's
3: up, gentlemen? You, Thanks for I'll, coming in today, bro. I'm a gift just for you, man. Just for you. New <laughs> like Year's to see, gift, like man. Nice to see
2: my gift. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Thanks for to... wearing the wrapper, man,
3: by yeah, the way. I, I self-unwrap, too. You, you can <laughs> stay kicked back, whatever you need, per- bro. Perfect.
1: Dude, Freddie, I got to play this clip for you. So the other day, I told Julianne that you were coming in, and uh, Easton, our engineer here, is going to cue it up for you. Tell me when you're ready, East. Uh, I'm ready. Oh, ready. here it is. So I'm filming yeah, her. She heels, doesn't know.
0: like literally... Are you
4: filming me?
5: <laughs> <laughs> Great. Like my all-time crush of all crushes. Oh, that
3: That's too so funny. Scary. She did the dramatic breath. <laughs> yeah. Her eyes oh yeah. Are closed. Like after you have a cold no. beer. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got a book. I
1: like,
3: know. recipe book. She. Oh, he's got a book. Yeah. A so, cookbook. Let's not let's not turn me into some novelist. A cookbook. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not Jack Kerouac or anything
4: like that.
1: Um, but she was, she, oh my God, she was fired up. She's actually out of town, she, so she wasn't able to come in. Otherwise, I guarantee she'd be making an appearance on this podcast. So your, wife,
3: your wife's probably in her mid-30s. I'm not trying to expose. In young, early 30s, yeah, somewhere th- thir- in there. 31. 31. Yeah, 31. So that, that's the age. Yeah. So the, right around that age is all these grown people. And all the boys of that generation hate me. (laughs) <laughs> and all the girls of that generation do what your lady did Which is love, which is love me And I feel bad Because like they made their guys go see a bunch of romantic comedies Where the expectation of what a guy should be yeah. Was never going to be achieved by anyone who wasn't reading lines from a script And so all these And now that's their ex-girlfriend so now right So they have a reason to hate me oh, d- <laughs> And then your girl said summer catch Which every year by the way, I love that movie. That's I so love funny. that movie. Well, you saw for in the right vein then, but the Major League Baseball Network plays it every year, yeah. and on social media, like one out of every 10 messages that'll come to me would be some guy like, what is this romantic comedy doing on the MLB? I'm like, bro, it's, <laughs> it's not a documentary, dude. Like, you know who's in it.
1: Chill out. By the way, so I was a hockey player. Too funny. I was a hockey player. I So I, I don't know why. I loved, I just loved Summer Catch. I loved
3: it. It had a blue-collar feel to it and I think hockey is a very blue-collar sport. Um as far as like all the athletes go outside of combat sports like hockey guys are the toughest guys. I don't see any other athletes talking trash ever about their contracts and and what guaranteed money and what isn't. But they'll call out other sports and athletes. I've met a lot of hockey guys and outside of combat sports, like those are the toughest kind of blue collar. And there was a blue collarness to it because it was that amateur league, Cape Cod league. It was guys trying to chase their dream, getting into the pros. And I got to pitch to Ken Griffey Jr., man. He got yeah. to hit bombs off yeah. me all day.
1: <laughs> did, did you grow up playing Bro. baseball? Um, did you have a baseball background?
3: I grew up playing Little League ball, and then my godfather is Bob Wall. And Bob Wall was the guy that trained Bruce Lee when Bruce came to America. Wow. And, and vice versa. And his best friend was Chuck Norris and Gene Liddell, or, or Gene LaBelle, and uh Pat mm. Johnson, the guy with the mustache and the original karate kid that's like the mm. referees, like, Are you all right, LaRusso? Like that was the dude who taught me how to wheel kick. Come on. So Love it. those were the guys that, that I kinda grew up on and and those were the dudes that, that raised me. And they all had daughters pretty much except Chuck, so they grabbed on and <laughs> my dad charmed a lot of my dad was a stand-up comic in the seventies and and he died tragically. Mm. And but charmed a lot of of very smart men and women and all those people kind of said yeah we're gonna take care of you and not mm. let and not let bad stuff happen to you so they all kind of took care of me in uh mm. in that regard so yeah right on but yep. bob wall man i'm telling you if you don't know who he is Watch a Bruce Lee movie. He's got a scar. He's the guy with the scar down his eye. I want to look him and up right now. Bruce kicks now, him right in the, the last name? W A L L, bro. <laughs> Simple as a pimple. Like climbing the walls, bro. That's Bob. right. Whoa. Just a stud. He's still alive. He lives right down the road in Tarzana. He could still beat my ass. Really? Oh, man. Yeah. That guy handed me my first black belt. He's old as hell now. He'll still mm. whoop my ass. Look at him. Look at him.
2: Look at, him. Look at that stud. Oh, damn, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he looks so, familiar for sure.
1: So hold on, that is that scar is real or no, not no, real? No, okay. no, no, I was like, if that's real, that was from that ancient is the most fighting, badass bro. dude. I mean, that he looks like I've seen hockey players that are beat up, but that guy looks beat up. He's got those scar man scars, right? Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. Only
3: a man can rock that scar. <laughs> or like, or like a hooker so in an good. old Western.
1: I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Um, do... Uh, do you still get like fangirled, like my wife just did in that video? Do you get that quite often? You're married now, you have two kids, but like, do people still see you?
3: Not like when I was younger. Like when I was younger, girls would run up and steal whatever I was eating and just bounce like a like a green beret in the night, <laughs> getting a POW and just ghosted. And I'm like, what? Where they go? What was that? But now, you know, it's, people are chill. It's mostly their kids tripping out that I don't look like Fred from Scooby-Doo
4: <laughs> or kids
3: tripping out that I... that. My voice sounds a lot like this Jedi from a Star Wars cartoon, and they find out it yeah. is, and, and they're like, "Whoa, that's cool!" And you know, I I get a lot of, "Can you tell my kid, may the force be with you?" I'm like, yeah, hey, yeah, may the force, the be, force be with that's you. you. That's great. So, yeah, man. So that's more now. But when I was younger, yeah, people would trip out a bit. What about hate from dudes? Any hate from dudes? Still? Always, bro. Still, even that's now. Since, oh still? yeah. Since I, I mean, some guys are actually funny about it. They're like, "Man, I hated you so much Aww. in the '90s," <laughs> and then they'll write, "But you're actually pretty cool," and you know. I don't take myself too seriously. I have a podcast with Josh Wolf uh called Prince and the Wolf. Great. And we're very open and honest about being dads, this business, our yeah. histories. He's a stand-up comic and has been banging it out for years. So we both kind of look at the business from from different angles and life from very different angles. Mm. And uh so I don't take the hate as hate, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. don't I don't know you. And my like I said I was raised by weird old school guys where if you didn't earn my respect then your opinion really didn't mean much yeah, I you. and that's a hardcore way to live, but that's how we were raised. So that was right. normal to us. Right. So I like social media. I like when people get mad. Some people get mad at me over like star Wars stuff. Some people get mad cause they just <laughs> didn't like my movies. Right. And they'll just, they'll just reach out and be like, Hey man, you sucked in whatever, in, in <laughs> down to you. I'm like, yo, man, I didn't even see that movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just, like, I just got the check and left. Like, I did the premiere and then I went to Jerry's bowling alley. I didn't even stay for the movie. Like, <laughs> if you didn't like it, that's on you, man. I can't help how you interpret information. Gav, do you that's ever, great. do
1: you ever get, like, <laughs> do great. you ever get hate mail? Obviously, I'm sure you get, like, girls throwing themselves at you, buddy, but what about hate mail yeah. or, like, dudes, like, hating on
2: you? occasionally there's always a hater out there somewhere you know what i mean they're mad their girl
3: threw their stuff at you something
2: yeah yeah (laughs) there's always something weird you know there's always going to be one you know give us a story give us a story do you have a story well it could be anything it could be like you know you got a family member dying and everybody's reaching out saying you know feel bad for you and there's always one dude who's out there is like Yo, man, should have happened sooner, you know what I mean? There's Yo, always man. that one.
4: There's I, always yeah. that
3: one dude I've got
4: crazy somewhere, left field, you know right mean?
3: field heat for no reason. You're like, yeah. Yo, what? Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> there's always going to be one. And, and uh, you know, whether that's karma or what, you know, I, I got to take it. You got to take the bad with the good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, there's been enough. There's been enough blessings with the success that I'll take some of the burdens here and there. It's not, yeah, it's not that big a deal. There's no know.
3: perfect life. My mom no. used to say, people are going to find a reason to hate you for something. So exactly. just like what you like and don't, don't worry about that. Yeah. I had a guy, though, yeah. on the jujitsu mats who straight up said, like, hey, man, do you want to roll? And I was looking at him. I was like, yeah. But it was like <laughs> he was and he was gassed up, too. Yeah. I'm not going to say his name because he plays football. <laughs> um but uh we sit down and before we even go we're just kind of like shaking hands and he goes man I really hated you back in the day. Oh man. And I was just like you oh, going to no. say
4: that right before <laughs> read, bro? But he was a
3: he was a white belt. He was there to like learn techniques that yeah. he could apply in the NFL and I was already a blue belt with a couple one or two stripes back then. Mm. And uh so I wasn't that worried but his arms were as big as my waist. Yeah, Like he was mm. huge, right? Mm. And so The guy who ran the place was like, hey, you need to show him leverage and and how to apply that. So we're rolling – And for the first minute, I'm just laying there, lazy. And I'm just hoping his big muscles get tired. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there, sitting there. He's trying to tap me out. But he doesn't really know any submissions. He's just trying to muscle everything. And I shrimp out every time he leaves an opening or fill the space when he leaves it with an arm that Mm. I can kind of hook over a bicep, something like that. But he's a monster. Like, anywhere he wants to put me, he can put me. Eventually, Mm. he starts to get a little tired. And I shrimp out. And I take his back. And I choke him out. And he (laughs) he he taps the mat like a pro wrestler. Like, not the... Jiu-jitsu guy yeah. like you're supposed to do, because he's never done it. And I yeah. only squeezed a, a little bit, right? Yeah. And he, he tapped early. So we get out. And he's mad, dude. He just goes in the corner, and he's fuming, just. And he's gassed out, too. He's breathing hard. Yeah. <laughs> just like that. I was like, hey, man, the first day is the worst day. I was like, yeah. they, they did this to me. And I told him this like this philosophy that Henner Gracie taught to me. And uh, and with the first day, I tried to roll with him and muscle up. And I said, how much do you bench press? And he goes, bro, I could bench press 400 pounds. Damn. And I was like, yeah, man. I go, how much does your belt weigh? And he goes, oh, what, like a pound? I go, yeah, bench press that for me. And he grabs his belt and he's like, what, what do you mean? I was like, just bench press it. Bench yeah. press it up. He goes, I can't. I go, well, why? He goes, it's connected to me. And, and then I kind of just looked at yeah. him and waited. And he's like, oh, don't even do that Yoda BS with me and all that. I'm like, bro, I'm just telling you what I was told. I'm connected to you and you can't get me off. And martial arts always kind of helped me be humble and – and accept kind of everything coming at you because it martial arts always gave you options and it taught you patience and it mm-hmm. taught you discipline and so that was sort of my approach that's my approach to everything to be honest like mm-hmm. both my kids are involved in it mm-hmm. i still train today as much as my 43 year old body will let me i already oh boy. need a, i need another surgery already it's ridiculous mm. but uh but yeah man so i really try to bring that into to my family life my wife was a badass taekwondo girl kicking vampires butts on yep. Buffy back in the day. So she mm. respects the art too. And mm. I was just blessed to be here in Southern California where mm. in the 80s, the Karate Kid came out and every martial artist in the world that wanted to make money was like, yeah, I'm moving there. Yeah, right. And they did. And we right. got spoiled because of it, you know, but there's right. this there's, there's hard to find a bad school out here. so Take that with your parents.
2: Did you did you tell the uh, football player when you were done that he just got whooped by a teen idol? No,
3: I did say (laughs) this. Yo, I did say this. We were in the locker room later, and there were two other football players in there. This big, huge black dude. This big, huge white dude was like six eight. Yeah, and and he wasn't even pro yet. He was college, getting ready to go. I didn't even know. I was like, "What, bro? Like, (laughs) you look like you're about to retire. You're humongous." But he said something like. If this was a, you know, but if this was a fight, you know, he'd have got knocked out. I was like, yeah, but you have to tell everyone you got tapped out by the dude from Scooby-Doo.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and his friends
3: were like, oh. And I was just like looking at him like, you got to take that with you, bro. <laughs> it's such a beautiful art form, man. Right?
1: It's such a beautiful, my mom is a, my mom took up karate, I think, when she was like in her 50s. Yeah. Um, and she's a, my mom's a third degree black belt. Hell yeah. What did she train? Karate uh wado I want to say Wadokai
3: is oh, that so she's going up with obscure martial arts she, All right. Uh mm.
1: I, I don't know exactly the there's so many different modalities yeah, in man. it but um, she tried out for the women's Canadian national team when she was Come 55. On. And she, no she placed fifth, and the two girls that wow. made the national team were 23 and 25. Yeah, I wow. love it. So, my, yeah, my mom is a badass. That's so great. We'd mess around in the kitchen. I'd try and choke her out in the kitchen, She's try like, and get her nah. in the hall,
3: but mom is, mom is so slippery. That's fun. Wow. Canadian yeah. moms and single mothers got to oh, be man. the toughest ones <laughs> yeah. out there, man. Yeah, I love it, man. My it's, mom had to, she had to learn how to fight just to hang with, with me, because yeah. it was just her and me in the house, so mm. she... She had to hold mitts when I was doing Muay Thai. Okay, She'd yeah. have to hold the leg. Yeah. Oh, that's why she drank.
1: That's awesome, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's awesome dude. Uh, Amazing. Well, I got a question for you guys because it's the new year. Yeah. It's the new year. I want to roll into this. Mm. What is what is something that you guys are most excited about in the new year individually? Something that really excites I mean, mine's
3: weird, man.
2: What's I, I want to hear weird. The, the listeners want Weird.
3: All right, all right. Well, this is first. where I hope it connects to people. I like I like helping out kids. I'll start it with that. All right, love that mission. Um, I started a game channel where we play like a lot of board games, tabletop games, RPG like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. Cause I love video games, but board games always had accountability. Because you, if you did something, your friend was right there. If you stole money in Monopoly and they caught you, like I that's did. a wrap. Like, always
1: stole money. Right? Absolutely. I always, cheat, I always cheated in Clue.
3: Oh, Clue? <laughs> I cheat every time I don't in think clue. I played a game straight in my life. But, Never. But that accountability always made it more real, right? Right. So I started this channel, and we had a lot of success on Twitch and YouTube <laughs> playing RPGs like Dungeons & Dragons. But this one happened to be in the Star Wars world. And I found this group of kids in Santa Monica that are all homeschooled kids. And this mom, to sort of get them to interact with each other because they don't get that opportunity at school, she created this like Dungeons and Dragons League cool. for kids. Mm. But the game master or dungeon master has a major, has a master's degree in history. Wow. So instead of playing Dungeons and Dragons with trolls and elves and humans. He puts them in real moments in history hmm. and then applies the rules of D&D. So he took them so it's into education. the Boston Tea Party. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And they got hmm. to be a part of that. We're going to take them to the Alamo and maybe we hold it this time. Wow. And all these like great moments in history <laughs> that we can redo. So we're getting ready to to cast it and put it together and right. shoot it. And I, and I really want to showcase that for family. It's going to be family-friendly content. We have stuff that's not family-friendly where we're all grown-ups cussing at each other over a dumb game, but it's awesome to us.
4: Yeah, right. um,
3: but <laughs> this one is going to be way family-friendly. I've seen these kids play games. It's this one group, these four girls. They're all post-pubescent, and the boy is in the middle of puberty. And they just run this dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, they run him ragged. Like He knows what marriage is like five times over. And he's and he's twelve. What? And he's twelve. Oh but man! The, the amount of heat and nagging that he takes before, during, and after every decision he makes. Oh no! Is like Al Bundy. It would make Al Bundy weep. It, I, this kid is a, he's a legend. If he ever gets married, it's gonna last forever. I'm sure he won't. <laughs>
6: <laughs> but God, Gavin God,
3: loves I love him already. Gavin. God, I love this. Gonna kid. Gonna get along man. great with this kid, <laughs> bro. I'm telling you, you ever been, you've never been a friends with somebody until you had a 12-year-old dude who knows what being married five times and wow. failing is like, this kid wow. is a legend. He's, a, I'm not going to say oh his boy. name is a kid, but he's a legend. Gav,
1: what's, what's something, uh, real quick, we got to go to break here quickly, what's something that's got you really excited in the new
2: year? Uh, for me, just cutting a record. Um, oh, yeah. I'm about yeah. finally pretty much done writing it, so now this year will be the record-making process, and hopefully that'll be done sooner than later. Can you tease us anything about that record? No way. <laughs> well, how,
3: well how long? Like, how long was the writing process for?
2: Man, it? the writing process is always eternal, My right? whole life, you know, and so um, it's been a it's been a few years now. So I'm already three years off my last record cycle, um, but I I'm never in a hurry, which yeah, is a big yeah. problem in some ways. I just rather when I'm done, have it actually be done then feel like, oh, I shouldn't have put it out I should have finished that tune, I should have finished that bridge, I should have written a better intro. It's good you to know? stay true
3: to yourself like Yeah, that. man. I, it's I, harder to do all the time. It's, it's a still, lot harder, man. It's show business, right? And business is the bigger word. Exactly. So yeah. it, that's a so tough true. line. I'm proud of you. It is. Almost it's a tough one, man. I almost wet my
5: pants when that. I heard chapters on the radio. Really?
3: Better. Thank <laughs> you for that.
5: <laughs> I took a picture <laughs> and that. That. sent it to you. Did you get my Of your wet pants? Thank you for that.
4: I was like,
3: yeah, that's
4: HR that
5: um, thing you. millennials yeah. do, where they take a picture yeah. of the ra- you know the radio, yeah, yeah, and then they yeah. I, they yeah, put that. it on Instagram. I've
3: done that before.
2: It felt good. Yeah, yeah it felt it felt so good, good getting that from you. And uh, it, it's uh, you know the record I'm making is further you know in that direction, That's further towards the country record type of thing. But but even even further, further, more like a uh, Bob Seeger meets a. Uh, Tom Petty meets a John Mellencamp kind of record. So really, really like a 1970s songwriter rock record, yeah, which is essentially school. what's really country music now. You know Should what I, I mean? Just... It's yeah. headed in that more that direction. Yeah, you know?
5: We'll say our big announcement now. I was going to wait until the end You're of the show. <laughs> <laughs> what if I was? That would it was be that like... song, man. It's magic. <laughs> that would be what Chatter's we call an immaculate <laughs> conception.
1: What is this big it announcement?
5: <laughs> well, I've not been, been like doing that lately.
2: <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Yo, Be that honest. got quiet so Be fast. Honest. We were like, "Oh well."
5: I'll tell you all that but, stuff wow. later. But so, on January seventeenth, yes. yes, is the podcast awards. What? Yeah. Of which we are not nominated for one. Yes, <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a terrible an announcement. announcement. Maybe. It's the, oh, the right. coolest announcement ever. Hey, guys, you suck. Okay? <laughs> but
2: wow, I can't believe that.
5: Brooks will be on stage with Rick, Ryan, and Dimitri. What? Introducing a performance. Wonderful. By Gavin DeGraw. Wow! <laughs> Oh yeah. no! There you go out. Oh, wow. Secretly, oh,
1: boy. further to that, secretly, I've also been learning all his songs and dance moves and all that, in case, oh, you in dance, case my good buddy here like invites and,
2: me out on stage. I've been learning how be to play hockey, yeah, and uh, rollerblades. i <laughs> gonna perform on skates. Yeah, and
5: that's, right. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. right.
2: You get to push me down the stairs. <laughs> that's right
1: uh,
5: and on that note take a break because we've okay. got big stuff
1: yeah coming. we got some big stuff coming we asked <laughs> we asked our listeners what were some of the things that you wanted us to address the most in 2020 so we have a list of five we have a big list but uh, some of our main topics are anxiety money management work life balance stress and uh, diet and so we're going to get into some of this after this break <laughs>
2: I'm a little bit disappointed because I don't know if it's just me, but I always thought 2020 was going to be a lot more futuristic than it turned out to be.
3: Yeah, Hollywood sold you a false bill of goods on that crap. Yeah, man, where's the like, flying cars? And, I love you know, Hanna-Barbera, but that was Jetsons yeah, is a lie. I'm disappointed. <laughs> You don't, you don't think you
2: deserve a robot That's named Rosie feel.
3: that cooks and talks smack to you at the same time? Like, you can't even. Exactly. She was like the maid from the Jeffersons, but with rust. <laughs> and we don't even get that instant food. I want my Christmas dinner.
4: Yeah. Instant yeah.
3: Christmas dinner. None of that, What bro. a major letdown. We got as far as ramen soup. That's oh. as quick as it got. These two that's are
1: true.
5: Roman is actually
1: I would quite have loved a flying
5: DeLorean. To the uh, I'm not gonna uh, lie.
3: I saw a DeLorean
1: yesterday. I passed one, and I was like, "Oh my God!" I was like, "What if they could, got the flux capacitor
3: in that sucker? Here, He's here's gonna the, take off." I wish it did. Here's yeah. the morality test right here. If you get the Sports Almanac, oh yeah, and you have a chance oh, a mm. to go back in time, mm-hmm. who you bet? Do you become? No, it's not who. Well, I, okay, so I know what your answer mm-hmm. is. It's not who, it's do you use it for yourself or do you not want to alter time? Do you become
5: time? Biff or do you stay doc? Or do you
3: stay doc no, and more? You become Biff. You become, <laughs> come on. Just so there's one answer. Yeah, you're you're rolling I'm, in that penthouse with that do big the gold chain. Thing. That's a brilliant move. You got to, I'd literally be like, I bet Kirk Gibson's gonna hit a home run right here yeah, off of Have you never seen a million dollars?
5: <laughs> have you never seen Back to the Future two?
3: I have. That's oh. the a long whole plot. time ago. But that's the I can't thing, would you that do that part. or would you not,
1: would
5: you? I wouldn't, no. Okay, well, you wouldn't? No, because I, karma is, and I do decent. enough bad stuff that the karma is already a- coming this is,
1: this is a great segue because our first <laughs> guest on this show is a money manager. I don't even know how you say money manager. Expert. Money expert. So we have Nicole Lappin. Is she rich? Is she rich? If she's not rich, <laughs> I'm not taking any <laughs> advice. We, no. have, we have Nicole Lappin on with us. Nicole, are you there? Well, I'm a rich bitch. <laughs> a rich, there you go, bitch. All right, Gavin just <laughs> broke <laughs> out his notebook. Gavin, Gavin, is Gavin all broke in out his notebook. from
3: Jump Street.
1: <laughs> uh, Nicole, I appreciate you jumping on with us. Um, a lot of our listeners have said the number one issue they want to address in 2020 is money management. They want to learn how to uh, invest money, save money, money or manage their money so that they're not so much living Paycheck to paycheck, or incurring huge debts. Um, could you give our community just your first, the the low level, the low hanging fruit on how to better manage their money in the new year?
0: The numero uno is that a man is not a financial plan.
3: Mm. Period. Full stop. Wait, like why does it have to
2: be a man you, under attack I, all I, of a sudden? I was off the for the it. Bat. no.
3: She's she's throwing it the Get other me way. off the chopping block. She's throwing I'm it the saying,
2: other way.
0: I'm Saying You can get it together. It's not that complicated. I know that a lot of money stuff sounds jargony, and I think that money is a language like anything else. We just don't have a Rosetta Stone for it growing up. like We learn a lot of BS stuff growing up in school that we'll never use again. Like, like our
2: locker like, combinations? The
0: the, yeah, or the Pythagorean theorem. Like I have no idea why we need to know that. But we totally don't agree. learn how to do a budget or taxes or business plans. So, Once you can speak the language, then I think you can feel empowered. And if you start off by thinking of a spending plan instead of a budget, like just the way you frame it, can help a lot. You come from a place of aspiration versus deprivation. So in the same way as you would think of an eating plan instead of a crash diet, a spending plan is something that's sustainable and allows these small indulgences. So I suggest breaking down your monthly spending plan, 70% going to the essentials. So everything you need to live on every single day, the food, the transportation, the whatever. 15% going to the end game. So your future self, your investing, your saving, all that good stuff. And then 15% going to the extras. So the latte, by the way, those are three E's. I love me some alliteration. Yeah. Um, I am like the only financial person who will tell you to buy your morning latte. You have to, you have to treat yourself. Otherwise, just like in a regular diet, you'll end up binging later on.
3: Yeah um Mm. nicole the baby boomers kind of destroyed western civilization with instead of living to be happy it was about attaining as much crap as you could get and they've been blamed about this for years but we've sort of taken that to a new level what are the types of habits or how do you break bad habits of trying to acquire so much stuff at a young age and putting yourself in that kind of debt what how what are the ways you would use to break those habits
0: Totally, amen. I mean, debt is the only four letter word I don't like, by the way. And I think when you're tackling your debt, you really need to prioritize to pulverize, I say, um, because not all debt is created equal. You know, like there's some good facts, I guess avocados compared to french fries there's some good debt like student loans you know compared to credit card debt so if you're tackling your debt you don't want to just indiscriminately pay it off you want to look at the highest interest rate first and so typically that's your credit card so pay off all of that first and then if you have a car loan which you shouldn't. Um, But if you do, you don't want to keep paying on a depreciating asset. So you pay that off second. And then if you have a mortgage, then you would pay that off. And then finally, your student loans, because they can take away your house, they can take away your car, but they can't take away your brain. And I think just generally not acquiring stuff, like that is a change in mindset. What I would say to people who just continue to buy things to try and make them happy which as we know never really sees fruition is coming up with what your goals actually are and you know when people say I just want a million dollars I'm like what do you want to do with that million dollars maybe you want more than a million dollars maybe you need less than a million dollars I have no idea it's first figuring out the life you want to live and then reverse engineer to figure out how to get the money to live the life you want specifically.
2: how do you, how do you feel about when people buy a new car
0: um, I don't feel great about it. <laughs> a little bit of me cries on the inside. Um, I think that more young
5: people get into leases. Do you guys have leases? Or
1: yeah, I have a lease.
5: I, I own two cars. That's probably real. <laughs> yeah, <girl>. dumb.
4: <laughs> Depends no, how long you I keep mean- it. <laughs>
5: totally
0: like the biggest depreciation period is in the first four years so if you buy a car after four years like it's four years old um then that's like the sweet spot and then you can run that thing into the ground um but at least like the biggest scam in the history of the world
2: i have a lease. Just,
4: oh, why? I just, so what do you recommend people
2: do with the car as far as cars he, go exactly yeah. buy a four-year-old car lease a four-year-old yeah. old car
0: Buy Uber? a four-year-old car. Buy, buy a four-year-old car. Buy used That's what billionaires cars do. cheap and run the jalopies into the ground. Yeah, Buffett. Has, I think like some old jalopy. I'm
3: telling you, I bought a 2011 Toyota 4Runner. It's what I, I love. It. It's what I, I drive every day. I bought it used. I've got over 112,000 miles on it now. Right. I put, I like old muscle cars more. Oh yeah. Me and those too. don't, they don't get driven on the 405. Like mm. that's a PCH car. <laughs> so I, right. I'm, I'm with that. But yeah, I bought a used car. It mm. already had miles on it. It was cheaper, mm. and it still runs like a dream. So yeah, you got to do that.
5: What about rent or own your home? Yeah. What,
2: question. May, may I just interrupt really quick before we move on? What would be the one major expense to get hip on first? Would it be get a used car rather than a new car? Would that be like your first advice? What would be like the one first move? Major I mean, life move.
0: First, 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 first major life move is like stepping away from all of this stuff and figuring out your credit score because your credit score is oh. like your financial report card um, and. Just you that's actually gonna make the most difference on whether you get a house or a car. Like your interest rates are not created equal. I know you guys all sit around and share your interest rates on your credit cards. We were
3: talking that's about all that. we but ever do. They're did. Not yeah. all the yeah. same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right before you called yeah. in, it was, we
2: had an interest rate specialist. <laughs> D- that's true. He's not lying. That's all we do around here. <laughs>
0: so much bromance with interest rates. No, I think, you know, we don't realize that your interest rates on everything you borrow money for is connected to your credit score. So if you can increase that and get that in order, then you're going to be saving a lot of money and interest in the long run. So that's the very number one first thing. And then as far as the house buying versus renting i think there's a huge misconception and i talk about this and debunk it a lot in rich bitch where a house is an investment like a house is not an investment a house is a place to live and you know unless you're some you know flipper person on some tv show like this is not a game to make money you know when people say my grandma bought a house for twenty-five grand and now it's worth two hundred and fifty grand or whatever. You know, what people forget is that that thing inflation happened. And so when grandma bought that house, you know, movie tickets were also five cents. And so and you never get the money back what you know that you put into the house. If something goes wrong, look in the mirror, you're the landlord. And so I think when you're building your career, especially I like to put the sexy back into renting because you're missing out on your opportunity cost. Otherwise, a lot of young people are house poor. Like they save up a hundred grand or whatever, buy, um, buy a house and then can't do anything else. And that is no life to live in my opinion.
1: I I agree with that, but there's also the flip side of that to, to look at the other side is that having your own home brings an immense sense of calm and peace um, which is almost invaluable to some people. So uh, I don't want to discourage everybody from not buying a home. I would just, I would encourage you to look at what the priorities are in your life. But I, I completely get what you say. You could have that 100000 You could invest that 100000 It could make you more money while you rent. You could do other things. You could travel. You could live a different style of life if that's what you want.
5: What is the dumbest mistake women make? Because I can ask that. These guys can't. What's the dumbest and thing way for the, But yeah, for the housing thing, I'll just
0: note really quickly the difference um, is like thinking of your house as investment. I'm all about a house being your sanctuary and your calm, but just frame it exactly that way and don't think like you're yeah. going to be making a ton of money yeah. in the long run. That's not the, that's not the reason. You know, I think the biggest mistake uh, that we make is we try to go into the new year cutting stuff out cold turkey. So you know, no
4: morning latte I or turkey. I, <laughs> not find any do.
0: fun stuff, <laughs> staying <laughs> home, like <laughs> living, you know, in austerity. And we all know that that doesn't last. So a lot of women will come to me and say, you'll be so proud of me. I cut out the morning latte, um, or, you know, I'm not going out. I'm and then come April, May, they're like, yeah, I bought a Gucci purse because it was so good. Yeah. I <laughs> buy the latte. I'm like, hello, Captain Obvious. If you just bought a latte and gave yourself small indulgences, you wouldn't binge on that Gucci purse. Or can, I,
2: can I ask you some more stuff? Yeah. Um, if you buy a property, do you ever really own the property, being that you got to pay property tax?
0: You never get philosophical.
2: <laughs> that's what Gavin does on this show.
5: I like it.
2: And here's another one. Um, <laughs> you want to answer that one
3: first? And here's that's, another
2: one. Gavin,
5: that's like if you buy a townhouse, do you really own it? Because you only own up to the paint. You don't own the roof. And that's what I'm not, talking and about. And it's not even a town. It's a house. That's, that's where
2: right. you're going. That's what <laughs> I'm talking about. And here's another. Are you going to answer that or what? Are we going to wait we'll, all we'll, day? We'll
0: let oh. that one go. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Well, by the way, there's also in, you know, um, like Palm Springs area, the Indian land, you actually don't own that,
3: the land. You don't own the land? In Mexico, too, you can do like a 99-year lease Yeah, is basically like the law they'll give you. And then like, yeah, and then we take that crap back, (laughs) no matter how much you invested in it. That's incredible. Let, Let me ask you something, Nicole. Let's say I'm 18 years old. It was a long time ago, but let's say I'm 18 years old. And my mom just said, it's time for you to get out and do your thing, which she said, which I respect. I have a job that allows me rent at my apartment. What are the choices I need to start making right then? I'm 18. I'm on my own. I'm trying to be a man. I have no idea how to be a man. How do I make a good decision with my money?
0: I think Starting young with investing is a great way to go because, of course, the longer you keep your money in the market, over time, you're going to make 10%. And that's not saying that you're watching the market every single day, because I think that's bad news bears. Like, you need a volume to look at the market. Um, But over time, inflation is growing at about 3%. So basic math, like, I'm happy we learned this stuff in school. Not a lot of other stuff, but, you know, 10 minus 3 is 7%, so you're going to need 7% just to buy the same stuff later on um, that you are buying today. And so I would start investing early on with basic stuff, like nothing's too exotic, um, although the rule of thumb is to take your age and put that allocation in bonds um, and then put the rest in stock. So if you're 18, i put 20%. In bonds, which is a safer investment, and then uh, the rest of the eighty percent going into stocks, which is a more aggressive investment, and ETFs, mutual funds, stuff that's a big basket that's all diversified, and you don't really need to think about it. Uh, I think is the way to go, and those are easy. You can you can do that on at your bank or a bunch of different online.
2: One more question platform. on that on that uh, uh, category: Has there ever been a bad time? to get in the market historically speaking where even if you got in young The day before the impression lost. No, there's
1: I I I've I've Was there a time? I've last year I studied this a lot. I read a lot of financial books because I was out of hockey, retired from hockey. The biggest earning years of my life were probably behind me. And I wanted to know that the money that I had earned could could carry me financially the rest of my life. And so I, I studied a lot of this and Amy, I'd actually like to do like a full financial episode to talk about this stuff. The difference between a fiduciary and a broker for investments, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's better to be here
5: for it. I mean, I don't know if I'm invited, but but was there ever a bad time while he was asking that, but no,
1: (laughs) no, it's better to be over our heads. It's It's better to be in the market, in the market, period. If you, there's some, go ahead, Nicole.
0: Yeah, it's better to be in the market period but you know you're never going to be able to tell when you're in the low end Right. So the only truisms in Wall Street and maybe in life is buy low, sell high, and it's better sure. to be low expectations. Yeah. And so you're never going to be able to know, right, when that when stuff is on sale, because ideally you would buy when you know during the depression when when stocks were on sale, essentially. Um, so sometimes when you're going into the market, you know, for easy math, let's say you have. Twelve grand, and you want to invest it and take it over a year, and put a thousand dollars every single month, and so you're sort of hedging for the fluctuations in the market.
4: Interesting.
1: Over the last twenty years, the S and P five hundred has averaged eight percent a year. Correct. So. It doesn't matter what time, really, you get in the market. If you're in the market for the long-term play, mm-hmm. just get in the market. And
3: mm-hmm. there's there's two things to keep in mind there for young people, because the philosophies that we're talking about right here are the two things that 18-year-old guys are really horrible at. And the first one is patience, and yeah. the second one is thinking long-term, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's just, unless you had strict-ass parents, it just wasn't a scenario. So when you're when you're talking to young kids and they are kids and I know how dumb I was at 18 if people weren't looking out for me I'd have been a wreck mm. so you know a simple thing is like you don't have to just think stocks like bonds are a different separate thing yeah. i invest in bonds if you need that kind of an endorsement um there's there's cities that have bonds like just locally here in california mm. that do great dividends in palm desert or carmel or places mm. like that but that's long term money that you guys can't touch. So if it's money you can't afford to invest, then maybe wait till you get that promotion at work or until you get that next job. But starting early and starting to develop habits in investing early isn't easy, but it's necessary. So you got to do more patience than what the average 18 year old does. And it Mm -hmm. takes practice. You're going to screw up. I did Mm -hmm. a lot.
1: That's where I -hmm. was. I was lucky. One thing I'll say that I did right in my life when I had great advice when I was younger, Um, as soon as I turned pro and I started making money, uh, my financial advisor asked me, what is your biggest financial concern? And my answer was that I don't want to be an ex broke athlete. Mm. When I'm 60 years old, I want to know that I can fish and golf and do whatever the hell I want the rest of my life and just retire. Mm. And so when I was 19, I put away Mm $300,000 and I know that's probably different than maybe most of our listeners, but Mm -hmm. I put away... $300,000 that I won't touch until I I pay a penalty on if I touch it before I'm 59 and a half. Mm -hmm. And that money will sit there and compound interest. It's invested and it will compound and compound Mm -hmm. and compound. And hopefully it offers me freedom the rest of my
5: life. The question for Nicole, because I'm listening to all three of you guys talk about this as men. And that's what this show is, how men think. Mm. And I think... And I think Nicole will agree <clears throat> that women do not make this as much... Not that they shouldn't. I think we're wrong. But women do not make this as much of a priority as you men do. Just inherently by our nature.
3: I would say that's right. In my well, relationship... she's trying to break down a wall with a man is not a plant.
5: Right. So I think mm-hmm. that's why Nicole is amazing as a woman doing what she does. Because I'm pretty successful. And I do not do any of all the things y'all are talking mm-hmm.
3: about.
1: Yeah. it's it, I do it because... In my life, my life was shaped like that. I had prime earning years. I had potential earning years. As an athlete, I had a shelf life. So I had to be aware that the, I need to be smart with my money. So that started young. Nicole, mm-hmm.
5: are women failing when it comes to their finances? I don't think we're failing.
0: I've never met a woman who's not a strong woman. So I think that there is a desire to learn more about it. And I just don't think there are enough resources. That's why I, of course, do what I do. Um, But, you know, going to the sort of like philosophy of is it better? I think if we're keeping it real, you know, women's currency is more looks and men's currency is more money. You can even feel that on the skating field. And that's that's biological. You know, that's what we're attracted to. And so I think that the desire is of course there. And I'd go back to the investing thing and just make like a quick footnote um, that before you even start investing, make sure you have an emergency fund because you can't go, if you lose that job, that scenario of that 18 year old, you can't go to the grocery store with your 401k or your mortgage or whatever. So Would you recommend three months? Yeah. I mean, six months, if you have a steady job, more um, about nine months, if you have a precarious job. So if you're a real estate broker (laughs) or, you know, a model or whatever, and you're not making the same amount every single month. So make sure that you have that first. And, you know, to your guys' point of just leaving it there and not touching it, that's definitely the way to go like i wouldn't have zero in your bank account and then 300 grand in you yeah. know a municipal bond or a cd even or anything that's going to earn you something versus just sitting there yeah.
4: well
2: i have one more question uh it. college it's very <laughs> expensive convince me that it's worth it nowadays
0: oh i don't think so <laughs> i'm
7: not going to convince you of
0: Um, I think in my second book, Boss Bitch, I make the whole case against the MBA and I break down the economics of that. I mean, I went to Northwestern, like I paid off my student debt, but Mm -hmm. is that changing my career? No, had I done it all over again, I wouldn't have gone. I just wanted to start working. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think a big issue for folks who also have, kids is that they're so concerned about for their kids college which and 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 they put that in front of their own retirement or their own investing which is the worst idea because you have to put your oxygen mask on first before helping others if they don't sit on a plane before take off to waste time it's totally true you can't be of service to your kids or anyone else if you're crashing and burning yourself and so by the time your kid goes to college there's probably going to be you know a lot of other methods to pay for it and you're not going to be helpful if their college is paid for but like you're living on cat food when you're retired and you got to live on their couch and so i think that's a really important thing to note there's a ton of vehicles of course to save for college you know i'm not i'm
1: little bullish vegans. okay um <laughs> the n- one
0: on the pch <laughs> uh
1: nicole uh, for our listeners listening that, that want to get in touch with you, where can they find you, and also uh, the book? Where can they get? Don't your make book?
3: it creepy. Don't tell us where we can find
4: you. Yeah. Just give us- <laughs> the, where can we
3: find for you for business inquiries? So where new, should people reach out? The New exactly. your
1: your book is a New York best uh, New York Times bestseller. Uh, it's called rich yeah. It's called Rich Bitch: A Simple Twelve yes. Step Plan for Getting Your Financial Life Together. Uh, finally, and then you have Boss Bitch, which is a simple twelve step plan to take charge of your career.
0: Yeah, and then my new book, Becoming Superwoman, is, uh, you guessed it, a 12 step yeah. from burnout to balance.
3: Was Super Bitch ever on the table?
0: <laughs> it, it was, Happy question. Bitch was on the table. Okay. It's true. And then I was like, the bitch thing is over. We're done. <laughs> all,
1: right, all right. What about like ultimate, ultimate bitch? <laughs> Two
4: bitches
0: <are> very <laughs> we, Okay, but here's the thing. I this have bitch always right here. Thought, right, about a what's the guy version of this? Is it like rich dude, rich pro, rich bastard? Like, do you guys A, want to get in on that? B, what would the equivalent
1: be? I, I think you should write with Gavin. I think that'd be Gavin. I think should <laughs> <Some to> <laughs> <very> <laughs>
2: you should write some very
3: choice
0: titles I could come <laughs> up with
4: for you.
3: <laughs> the Dobros.
4: Bros. <laughs> the Doe Bros. There it is. Perfect. Oh, oh, Perfect. Hey. <laughs> Nicole,
1: I, I want to thank you so much. Uh, we'd love to to have you on again to, you. to dive further into this. Uh, everybody, okay. Yeah, everybody... Anytime. Check out those three books. Uh, And then NicoleLappin.com is where you can find her on the World Wide Web. Thanks, Nicole.
0: Internet. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Nicole. appreciate you.
3: Thank you. Young people got to check that out. You guys got to learn how to get your investments up early, man. I hate trying to teach my friends that are in their mid-30s what to Mm -hmm. be doing with stocks because I'm like, look, I don't know. I just know what I did and what kept me safe with the people looking out for me. If you're in your 30s trying to figure out, it's like, Learning to ride a bike pedaling uphill. This is yeah. a whole lot of on I, your
1: ass. One of my one of my best friends in the world says, Brooks, there's nothing like debt to make a man want to work. <laughs>
4: and, <laughs> and every true. time he says lie. it
1: to me, That's I'm it. like, Oh no, brother. And I would caution anybody listening, don't have the attitude that you could always work for money, that you can always I can always find a job to get money. Start saving now. Start being mindful and thoughtful with your money. Put it away so your money is working for you. we got to take a break, and then we'll be right back with some more right after this. We are on to topic number two that the listeners want to hear about and areas they want to improve the quality of their life in in 2020. Gav, we've talked about this. We have. We have. You don't get a lot of it. I say it's a weapon
2: We are talking about sleep. Yeah, that's a hard one. Why is it so hard for you? Uh, I think it's the uh, probably the same kind of thing. Because when you were playing hockey, you were in different time zones all the time, stuff like that. You know, traveling, travel schedule, same thing with me playing music. Uh, And if I don't have my tour bus, it's just uh, just bananas. You know what I mean? Uh, When you're hopping on flights and you're, you're catching, you know. 12 minutes of sleep in a, in an Uber or, or a car or whatever, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of uh, erratic. Um, but, uh, fundamentally speaking, my, I'm, my rhythm is late night, you yeah. know, fundamentally speaking, I usually need, typically if I'm going to get proper sleep, like a good eight hours that won't, I won't be able to fall asleep usually until the sun starts coming up,
4: which eight is real hours. weird. Wow.
3: Oh, that sounds so
1: yeah, Freddie, I was gonna ask yeah. you have two kids. How do you sleep, man? Uh,
3: look, I'm, I'm you're gonna be talking to the two of the two of the three people in this group. Doctor are, are some of the most unhealthy sleep habit having people. <laughs> <on our> own, <laughs> apologizing, but look, I have two kids. I have a video game habit, and I'm an actor writer. So right, you know. I, First of all, I can't even go to sleep unless I'm listening to like a Richard Pryor stand-up comedy special. Really? And then Mm. when it's over, I wake up and have to put on a different one. And if I don't do that, I'm just sitting there... Like, like this. So, eight hours. Oh, sweet God. Eight hours. I think I was probably like 17, 18 years old. Oh, and time was, you got man. eight straight. Really? What? And that was a good night right there, man. I didn't know. Okay, I got oh, a
1: gift for you I two gentlemen. It. Got a gift for you. Just giving gifts here today. So oh, boy. In, in studio with us, we have a clinical psychologist and both a diplomat of the American Board of Sleep Medicine wow. and a fellow of the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. Wow. He's also, you'll see him dropping on the, that resume. Yeah, you'll also. <laughs> Also see him on the Dr. Oz show. We have Dr. Mike Bruce with yes, us. Fantastic. Did I say it right, Bruce? Bruce like Zeus. Bruce like Zeus. I like so, that. Um, Michael, you I. Gotta sleep. I have said every podcast I've said that. Rest is a weapon. I was a professional athlete. Rest is a weapon, and and to your point, Freddie, I try and get nine hours a night. Oh,
6: like that is my mission bad is to mood. get nine so what's, hours. A what's night. actually interesting about that is when you look at athletes in particular, athletes actually may actually require more sleep. There's some great data out of Stanford that showed that when you extended sleep, free throw percentages increased. Wow, and mm. so when you start to look at specific tasks within the athletic field, depending upon the sport, it can actually you can see and it's significant. Mm improvement in Jack overall was performance. no sleep
3: back in his day. <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah. Well, well Freddie, you're, you're a mess, God, right? That's like That's brutal. just the bottom line here, dude, is you're a mess. Yeah. With the whole thing, I haven't gotten eight since 17. So also, to be fair, eight hours is a myth, guys. Okay? Not everybody needs eight. It actually right. turns out to be genetically predetermined. Uh, interesting. I can look at your 23andMe data or your Ancestry.com data. I can tell you exactly how much sleep you need. I can tell you the quality that that sleep is going to be. I can even help be predictive of... Potential sleep disorders that you can wow, get. Amy, we, Amy. Can we do this? Can we do this? Yeah, with the, I do full-on genetic That's testing crazy. on people. Yeah, it's not. Can, can you
2: give us an example of 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 a specific gene type that 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 meets this this the absolutely. sleep absolutely, uh, absolutely.
6: So I'm going to give you one that actually applies to you. Okay. So there's something called the PER3 gene. If there's a if there's a slight variation there, it turns you into a night owl. I believe you said that you were a night owl. Yeah. Now, what's also interesting about night owls and I treat several musicians, artists who are actually out there continue to mm. be out there much like yourself. So, one of the things that I've recognized is jet lag becomes a problem. Mm. One of the guys that I treat does 200 shows a year. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's okay. easy. 200 shows a year in different spots. So, yeah, jet absolutely. lag becomes a problem. You get that but for he sure. couldn't that's do it if he wasn't normal. a night owl. Sure. And one of the things I found is a lot of my super creatives, actors as well, have a tendency to be more night People hundred percent. Yeah I used to,
3: look that's I, right. I used to work I grew up in comedy clubs because my dad's Freddie Prinz. He was a stand-up comic back in the day. I was hanging out the improv when I was twelve, right. watching yeah. guys do cocaine in the bathroom. I'm like, sure. So it was and the other that's part not good for sleep, just no. to be clear. <laughs> Terrible <laughs> for sleep, by the way. That's why I never
6: made it. though. Just saying. <laughs> but
3: when I when I stopped acting, I took a random job for the WWE. And every stand-up comic, every pro wrestler I know must have the P E R. Is that anomaly? P-E-R-3 gene. gene
6: Because that's every single man and woman in both industries Mm -hmm. that i met. Yeah, it's really fascinating because certain personality types, it turns out, have certain what we call chronotypes. So you Mm. might not have heard the word of chronotype, but you've heard of people being called an early bird or a night owl. It turns out those are chronotypes. And when Mm. people don't go to bed at the same time that their chronotype dictates genetically, they're off, and that causes sleeplessness. No so there's kidding. A, oh, it's it's unbelievable. And there's some a really interesting tools out there that people can use if they're suffering from sleeplessness. There's some new tech that's been coming out the, lately these days. Also, if you're a video game guy, one thing you've got to consider is blue light-blocking right. glasses. Yes. Yeah. My brother-in-law okay. wears them. A pro gamer sent them to me. Dude, He's like, bro, take care of your eyes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Both of my kids like to game, and I had to actually... Create my own line of blue light blocking glasses for them. Let me rock them. yours, man. Absolutely, we'll get you some. No problem. So, what
2: happens with the blue light? What does that do? So, blue do light to when it hits eyes your eyes, it turns
6: off the melatonin faucet in your brain. So Ooh, I love melatonin. We do. We all love melatonin <laughs> at night, but not, <laughs> in, the, good not in the morning. Yeah, absolutely. And it's actually a really good antioxidant. But there's actually some newer tech that's out now that I'd love to tell you guys about because I get the opportunity to see really, really cool, yeah. weird stuff that's yeah. out there yeah. that can be super helpful for folks.
3: Wow. L- let me ask you awesome. this. I-, I grew up surfing. I grew. I was born and raised here. I was born yep. at Cedar Sinai. Okay. I've never needed an alarm clock to wake up. That's a good sign. If I have to get up for work and i know i have to be there at seven it's going to take me an hour mm-hmm. then at six whatever it'll be 559 or six on the dot no matter yeah. what i'll just my eyes you have an open internal clock yep. yeah. So that's wh- crazy what I have that. what does do? i hate it by the way um <laughs> what what does that
6: what is it that makes you go hey man you got 30 seconds till at 6 a.m get yep. up so once again your genetics are playing a role here like if i took your 23andme data or your ancestry.com data i could literally show you on the genome where some of that stuff is happening for you. It's, it's, quite, it's really quite wow. fascinating. But remember, light plays a significant role. So as light increases in the bedroom, as the sun rises, light comes through your eyelids and it sends a signal to your brain to turn off that melatonin faucet. Just the same way that blue light does at night, right? So that's why we wear the blue light blocking glasses at night. We want blue light in the morning. We don't want blue light at night. So we want sunlight in the morning. So a lot of my athletes, what I have them do, as soon as they wake up, they drink a full bottle of water and they get 15 minutes of sunlight immediately because it removes the brain fog Mm. and then they can move on with their day.
1: I love that. I love that you're doing it that way versus like a pound of coffee or here's like some pre-workout. I'm not a a
6: big, big pharmaceutical guy and I'm trying to stay away from a lot of the stimulants. and the. I want people to get good quality sleep. Mm -hmm. I want people to be able to fall asleep easily, get good quality sleep, do some things. I'd love to tell you about this new piece of tech that I actually had float by me. It's kind of interesting. It's called Modius. And what it is, is it's a headset that you put on and these little things that go behind here, you wear it for about 30 minutes before bed. And it sends a mild signal into a very particular part of your brain to shift that circadian cycle. This like,
3: is Philip K. Dick. Do androids
6: dream of electric <laughs> sheep stuff, man? This is cool like stuff, I don't feel right? like sleeping. Tuned to channel 187. Yeah. Wow. sleep this is crazy. crazy. But here's it. the thing: is it's healthy, it's non-pharmaceutical, and it works. Like that was the because I was super duper skeptical. To be fair, like uh-huh. I got I, I get all kinds of crazy stuff that shows up in my. It's ma- called mailbox. Mobius. What is it called? Mobius Health. Mobius. Ha- have you ever Mo- heard of the Biocharger? Mm. I have heard of the Biocharger. So we have one. Yeah. So I like. There's things about that that I like. I'm sorry. It was us with Mo-D-us, a D, sorry. not with a B. To be clear, I was thinking of the French artist, more Mobius. Yeah, who I know exactly. that Silver yep. Yeah, there's a Sorry. little bit of a, I'm a crossover nerd. there. But what's interesting is the signal is very, very mild. You don't feel it. You wear it for 30 minutes. You can do it while watching TV. You take it off. You lie down and you go to sleep. Let's um Interesting. So don't do it when you're driving. No, absolutely <laughs> so do not do this when not. you're driving <laughs> for sure. Um, don't take the melatonin-flavored mints while you're driving. Or hang gliding. And, and, exactly, and don't use this type of device. But it's pretty amazing when you start to think about tech and can tech actually have an influence on our biology and the answer is yes as long as we're responsible with it and we use it in the right ways well we're never going to do that it's going to be terminator <laughs> 2 judgment day just not as soon as everyone
3: said <laughs> true but i no i'm a big believer in technology true. but human beings are not responsible enough to be responsible with the technology and someone's going to go oh I'll just Fair build enough. a sleep
6: robot uh,
4: uh. and it'll take over the world right. or, we or we they'll go die.
6: like inception like 2.0 3.0 4.0 I mean, get no it in Way to put
3: you to sleep? I'll
6: jump in into your, your brain. brain. I'm like, yeah, I don't sleep. That sounds <laughs> am, great. And then you
3: steal all my bank codes. <laughs> I am so fascinated by people
1: who do not priori- prioritize prioritize sleep because I can't yeah. stand waking up and feeling like ass. I can't I think stand it. It's an the, artistic I, thing, man. Every artist be. I
3: know and every jock I know is the other way. Like I'm, I'm friendly with a, a lot of UFC fighters and yeah, stuff, cool. and their sleep is money. I, <laughs> yeah, they, absolutely. they're, it's they're everything. like you it's a it's weapon everything. Right. and absolutely. every artist I know it's like they're texting me at midnight like hey man what are you doing I'm just like uh, what are you doing like, so it's like, my, with
6: my yeah. actors and with my musicians I actually create a situation for them where they don't have to go to bed before 2 o'clock in the morning because a lot of them like when when you're out there you don't get off stage until what time to Three o'clock in the morning. I mean, it just depends, right? And it's so it's all late night, man. It's all, all super the time. I mean, one of the guys I if work with, if you're Prince, you don't even start till 2 a.m. Exactly. You wouldn't even get on stage till then. That's so, when you, so what I do is I actually do a whole shift for them and I keep them on night mode. Yeah. And then I have them sleeping during different times during the day. So are
3: you having them blackout curtains? In de- their, it depends. That kind of yeah. I mean, I
6: can get pretty extreme if I need to. I'm actually a performance coach and I use sleep as my secret weapon, yeah. right? And so I use sleep to assess people and I use sleep to actually help motivate people as well as give them more ab- avenues for productivity. Sleep is the secret weapon of all secret weapons. And it's it's interesting it's when you say man, priorities, right? So I'll, I'll give you the best priority talk that I ever give anybody is you can last for about Four minutes without air, you can last for about four days without water. You can go 25 days without food, you can go for six days without sleep.
3: Okay, well, let's talk about that. by day four,
6: you are f***ing crazy.
3: Let's talk about that. Let's talk about (laughs) the debilitative effects of lack of sleep. So, like, I've seen it in the poker room, right? Yeah, I'm a poker player, too. When poker was big, and you would
6: see... I saw people falling asleep at the table, literally,
3: and you would see the the way it would affect their choices. No question, Their the rate at which they would call and guys yeah. when they thought they were but like
6: talk yeah. about how quickly just one night of no sleep can break you down. So it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So it, it, there's acute sleep deprivation. So like I uh, pulling an all nighter, and then there's the I didn't get like normally my body needs seven, and I only got five and a half for mm-hmm. five days in a row. So there's cumulative, and then there's acute. Acute mm. has some really interesting effects on it, specifically with decision-making and, and frontal lobe cognitive stuff. The more sleep-deprived you get from an acute standpoint, it just gets worse and worse. As a matter of fact, um, speaking of poker, I think it was Phil Locke who did like an eight-day yes. poker what? run. Jennifer Tilly's guy. Right, yeah. right, right. right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, Jennifer Tilly's guy, exactly. And I know I mean, this story. <laughs> and he was a mess by the end of it. He was doing the stupidest things you could possibly do. Sleep affects every organ system, every disease state. Everything you do is affected Mm. by sleep. To give you some interesting science that's been coming out lately, the Nobel Prize in medicine last year was given to circadian researchers, (laughs) okay? We know that cancer cells multiply faster the more sleep-deprived you are. Cancer, okay? We're not messing around here, right? We know that you can deliver chemotherapy at particular times in the 24-hour cycle. It's more effective and you need less chemo. Like, this is the secret of all secrets. And all you have to do is go in the room and lie down.
3: I'm big in the professional video gaming space. I I, I like that world a lot. And a lot of video game streamers try to do these things for charity. So I feel bad, but they say, hey, I'm doing a marathon, 24 hours of gaming straight. Will you please retweet me? And I'm like... Bro, you need to go watch They Shoot Horses, don't they? Like, I can't do that. Like, marathon dancing was not cool. It was a lotto ticket with a death sentence. Totally. Totally. That's not what, that's not the life you want. It's
6: so important. There's a, a, I heard rumor that there's a show in England uh, and it's a sleep deprivation show. And they put a briefcase with a half a million dollars in the middle of a room. And they say, everybody stay awake. Last person standing gets the case. They used to do that in Japan. It's it's an idea from a Japanese game show. They used to
3: do weird deprivation things. It's the
6: worst idea in the universe. Hard to
3: get somebody to say no when it's 500 grand on the line, though, man. Did did you ever see,
1: there was some TV show where, uh, I can't remember what it was, or some study where they sleep deprived people for 24 hours. Yep. And then they put them through driving tests.
6: Oh, oh yeah, that's and, failed. Uh, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, it, and it, 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 it's and, really interesting. If you lose approximately three hours of sleep a night, it's almost like if you were to blow a .05. Wow. <laughs> and, right. And so, like, wow. at, they mess. put
1: them through a driving test at 24 hours. Then they weren't allowed to sleep again. They put them through one at like 27. At 30 hours, oh. th- these people are driving. They're 30 hours no sleep. They're driving on this like course whatever and there's like cats in the middle of the road not real ones obviously they're just hammering everything like they aren't they don't
6: give a damn anymore they just they have no cognitive function left right and and what happens think about it from a decision-making standpoint like everybody makes a lot of important decisions throughout the day some of them are more important than others for example, if you have decisions with your children, right? You don't want to be sleep deprived making decisions about things that are going oh, to affect Oh, you'll yell at your, your
3: kids quick if, if you fast. didn't get a
6: good night's sleep. <laughs> Absolutely. So your mood changes. Because I
4: said so. Right. <laughs> that's entire that's <the> tiredness. <laughs> My daughter,
6: her, her best line is, if when she when, if I'm sleep deprived or somebody in the house is, she's like, uh, Daddy, you're acting like a grumpy fish. Mm, right? That's right, And man. it's like, that's the most perfect description there is. Mm-hmm. It's like, I totally understand what you're saying. I need to go take a nap.
1: <laughs> what, yeah, what about, uh, right. that was my next question. What about naps? Because I'm a huge advocate of naps. On game days, we would yep. practice in the morning, go home from that, nap for two hours in the afternoon. Because I don't think I have the PR3 or that. Uh, PR3. That, yeah, I, I don't think I have that because I'm like bad by nine o'clock at night. But if I sleep from one till three, I can then perform at yes. seven till ten, which is when our games work. Right. Got that
6: and Canadian discipline. W- yeah, what's really interesting is if you look in hockey in particular, um, there was a sleep... <laughs> Uh, expert that came in many many years ago I think it was with the Pittsburgh Penguins I'm not positive positive. Um, and it was uh, during the Stanley Cup and they were having all kinds of and so he changed the practice time mm. because these guys had jet lag from moving all around and by just yeah. changing the practice time by giving them naps yeah. guess what all of a sudden, they had more energy, they performed better, and then they ended up actually Joe Madden running. did that with the Chicago Cubs when they oh, yeah. won the World Series. He had a sleep expert the whole season. Right now, almost every, every single did. professional team out there, doesn't yeah. matter the sport, has got somebody like me who's coming on board and looking at this stuff and trying to really help. Because yeah. it's a performance game, wow. and these guys and gals are all being tested for performance-enhancing you know, drugs. So that's out. What else can you do? Sleep. You got to help these pro gamers out, man. You got to. I'd love Nobody. to. We we should do something them. together. It'd be fun. Yeah, man. Nobody's helping them out. Nobody knows that it's it's kind of a it's like the wild west still. You gotta yeah. you gotta help these kids out, man. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, they're kids, so they've got developing brains. Like all the reasons they should be getting even more sleep. Right. Um, and they're unfortunately they're
1: not. We had a sleep doctor, quote unquote sleep doctor. I don't know if you like that term or not. Yeah. But probably
6: about it. seven eight years ago. Sleep Zeus.
1: Sleep, so, Zeus, sleep Zeus, sleep Zeus. <laughs> so yeah, every team has you get a you get a presentation all the time from these guys. They they are checking with you randomly. They'll plan as soon as our schedule comes out. The schedule goes to the sleep the team sleep doctor and yep. he plans your travel. Yep. Do he plans the athletes the
3: take it as seriously that's as you amazing.
1: think they need to? Well, that's part of the issue. I mean, that the doctor can plan that tr- like, hey, okay, we're gonna stay overnight in this city and we're gonna fly the next day. And some of the players are going to go, oh, I got a green light in New York City. Like, right. there goes my sleep. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But right. If, if that doesn't happen as much anymore, if you're a responsible athlete, you want to be in the league for a long time, you won't do that. Yeah. Except what I Miami. noticed
6: is the rookies <laughs> are the partiers. Yeah. And oh, yeah. and the the, the senior guys, guys better, are like, better care of I know, I want like this has yeah. got to last. I've got a shelf life, yeah. right? And I want it to mm-hmm. last. Yeah. You know, NFL is called not for long, <laughs> yeah. right? For yeah. a reason. And so we want to see our athletes performing better. I mean, as a fan, you want to see it also. And yeah. so what I've noticed when I work with athletes is the young ones they're out partying. The guys that have been around two or three seasons they're like, oh no no no, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I feel like the
3: mind. social media when these play- NBA players get caught at nightclubs, it's all sleep doctors just. Sleep Sleep shaming them. Caught <laughs> like, you out, caught you out at the club, James Harden. Oh yeah. <laughs> you better get that rest for the playoffs. It's he also guys are watching. It's also,
1: it's also insane how
6: alcohol disrupts
1: your sleep. Absolutely. Even just like, well, you go through that years, withdrawal, yeah. and it'll wake so, you up. Here's the yeah. craziest
6: thing about that alcohol is the number one sleep aid in the world. More people drink themselves to sleep than anything else. And while alcohol makes you feel sleepy, there's a really big difference between going to sleep and passing out, right? And so what we wanna do is wanna avoid the passing out. So my general recommendation, it's okay to have a couple adult beverages with your, your meal at night, but give yourself one hour per alcoholic beverage and one glass of water per alcoholic beverage. That way your body moves it through the system. You can have a nice glass of wine or a scotch with dinner, and then you can still fall asleep and do well.
1: And anything over two, it severely Absolutely. alters your. Yeah. So yeah. one it's, to two beers, yeah. okay.
6: Anything over that this is what we were taught in yeah.
1: our, our presence. Anything Absolutely. from three to six, you're altering big time oh, yeah. from yeah. six to ten. Now, I mean, you're I, just yeah. destroying.
3: I drink it. Japanese sake. Now, those mm-hmm. cups yeah. are small. So
6: can I go... Two bottles deep, you can go one of those mini bottles. All right, see <laughs> there you <laughs> go. So you but you got to so give friend. yourself some time afterwards and some water afterwards. There'll yeah. be some time. There'll I'll, be some
2: water. I'll, I'll tell you what. From a singing perspective, uh, anything booze, <clears throat> booze feels good when you're doing the show. Right. Great. You know what I mean? If I, if I've got a, a, a sore throat, I've got phlegm on my throat. I'll drink a little bit of whiskey and that'll yeah. clean it off and like warm it up and helps me get through the show for an hour or two, great. But if I hit it hard, next day I'm done. It's over. And uh, same thing with sleep. I mean, if I don't get a good night's sleep, and I got a show coming up, and I've got to go do a gig, and I'm just having a hard time talking, if I catch like even just an hour nap before the show, my voice feels great. Naps are huge. Changes it tremendously for me. You know what I mean? You go from, from like just incapable to just... You got everything you need. Yeah, you, I mean? you become
6: the rock star again, yeah. or the actor, or the athlete. Yeah. What's what's the philosophy on the power nap? Is the twenty minute nap does it do anything? So I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to teach you what I call the napa latte. All right. Now this is a <laughs> technique that I I created yeah. and it works really you. well. So first of all, naps are great. I'm a big proponent of naps unless you have insomnia. If you don't sleep well at night, napping during the day is just going to make it worse. Mm. So don't do that. But let's say you only got. 5 hours and you got a big presentation, a gig, a game, a uh, uh, event, what what have you? Here's what you can do. Go out and get a cup of drip black coffee, put in 3 ice cubes just to cool it down. Slug it and then literally minutes after you finish it, close your eyes and do a 25 minute nap. Here's what happens is there's this stuff called adenosine in your brain that has to be burned through. That's what the 20-minute nap does. Caffeine fits perfectly into the same receptor sites in the brain, so it's waiting in the wings. So when you take that 25-minute nap, it burns through that adenosine. The caffeine locks in. You're good for four hours, guaranteed. Ooh. It's Rocks. There wow.
1: you go, listeners. Look at that.
6: Nap a latte. Dr. Michael.
1: I've been you saying are that for
3: years. Hey, I've <laughs> actually <laughs> taken a lot of naps after a cup of coffee. And people yeah. are like, Are you crazy? It's gonna wake you up. I'm like, nah, man, it feels good. I'm gonna take a nap. Well That's interesting. where can
1: our listeners wow. I, I wanna almost like have a sit down with you for like an hour myself. Yeah, just we to dive it. further into
6: Um your website, where can people find you? Thesleepdoctor.com. So I'm available at the sleepdoctor.com. And if people want to check out that tech that I was talking about, it's at Modius Health, M-O-D-I-U-S health health.com oh, great i want to try one of those thank well, you buddy I, I was awake this yeah, whole right. time so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bonus for me right there <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: dr michael bruce i appreciate you coming in i amy i'd love to have him back on for like a full yeah, episode it's so helpful
6: yeah. Big yeah okay Fantastic. thank you buddy i, I appreciate you thanks doc you bet
1: Wow, he was awesome. Dr. Michael was awesome. Great, right? Fantastic. Now we're going to get into topic number three that we're going to improve in 2020,
2: Uh time management. Oh, boy. (laughs) That's a tough one for me. I know. I'm just going to start by saying... We're enemies. <laughs> also, it's
1: uh, we we are failing massively at this because we have an itinerary for this podcast and we are yep. running way behind. That's what this. happens yeah. when you bring an
3: actor in to fill yeah. in, man. It's, well, so, I, I'll do my best, okay.
1: So we are going to get into time management, and right now on the phone with us we have Craig Jaro. You there, Craig? Yes let's I start by here. saying Hello, sorry everyone. we're late <laughs> yeah so, so first off you yeah, as gavin said greg uh well welcome to the show yeah. first and then second sorry we're late buddy
7: so <laughs> yeah thank you i appreciate you having me so
1: Craig, you are the author of time management ninja i love that yes. name so how does thank one you. how does one become a time management ninja uh
7: well I, I think it really comes through a lot of practice and uh one of the first things i tell you about time management is it doesn't have to be complicated. It just has to be a part of your lifestyle. Ooh, I like
4: that. Mm.
1: So your mission is to to help individuals and companies sort of reclaim their time.
7: Yes, yes. I, I help uh, companies, and I also write a blog uh, at management.com where I have a lot of articles that individuals can use as well.
1: So where's the biggest waste of time that you're seeing in companies or people, individuals, like something for our listeners how can they have, I mean, we all have 24 hours in a day, but how can we have, it's right. something, honestly, one of my top five goals in 2020 is to have space in my life, to create space right. in my life. So um, what like are that. some of your tools and, and tips for me and our listeners to be able to create more space and get more time back in our lives?
7: Well, I think the easiest one to start with is, is always the one that we're always carrying around with us, right? The phone. I don't, we, we don't go anywhere without it. Most people sleep with it and you know it can be your best friend but it's also your your worst enemy right and a lot of people spend way too much time on their phone
1: yeah that's i agree with that
7: yeah the, oh, yeah the
3: phone thing is brutal and it also your your c5 and c6 discs in your neck don't don't love you too much either here here here's my question for you there was a movie that nobody saw with michael keaton called multiplicity And it was about not, oh, well, you and me were the only ones, brother. Uh, (laughs) We really like Michael Keaton. I do. (laughs) Me too. Um, So he has this line where he's talking to this doctor who's a geneticist who's going to create clones for him so he can literally have more time. He's not going to tell anyone about the clones. That's how he's going to pull it off. And uh, when the doctor's first speaking to him, he says, oh, what do you do for fun? And uh, when you have time off, and he says, oh, I like to play golf. And he says, oh, how often do you get out? And Michael Keaton just looks at him and goes, never. Yeah, never. But I'm going to have to cut back, and that's really going to hurt. <laughs> that, that is everybody I know working today, because most people I know working today don't have one job. They have two, three, four, five yeah. different hustles right. going on at once. How do you help that man? How do you help that woman? who legit has three four five six things going on the phone is the phone the main thing like take some time away from that
7: yeah i i I really do think the phone can be the main thing i I like what you said about the golf joke there i want to address that in a second but the the phone thing it's everybody's main thing right we we live in we live on these things now and for me it it always comes back to is it a tool or is it a toy for you you know And, and are you using it to get things done and you know, using it as a superpower to to multiply your time, or are using it to waste time and sitting there watching YouTube or social social networks or whatever it may be. So it's kind of like the best and worst thing we have. So I think for many people, it's kind of reevaluating how you're using it. But the other big thing I would jump on right away is the interruptions. Right, you know, we we can't go more than ten seconds without our phone beeping or you know giving us a notification or yeah. whatever it may be. And it's it's not even the phone calls these days. It's just all the pings and stuff we get. So I think that's a good area to start for most people. Is turning down the noise on your phone.
1: Watching turning off
7: a whole bunch of a whole bunch of those notifications.
1: I'm gonna blow your mind right now. Okay, if um, just all our listeners, if you are on your phone two hours a day. So let's say you're let's say you're on Instagram or YouTube or something. You're on <laughs> your phone two hours a day. That's one twelfth of the day. 24 hours mm-hmm. divided by two. That's one twelfth. Which means that's one month out of every year. That you are on your phone yeah that is one whole month of the year spent on your phone on social media just scrolling wasting away that's not counting anything you're doing with your career that's not counting sleeping what you're doing with your
3: friends how you're spending your life that's one month out of 12 wasted the phone is a tricky thing right and and you said something that I think is very smart is it a toy or is it a tool Tool. yeah my godfather a long time ago when he was giving me the, the staff drug speech and, and don't drink and all that stuff. He said, if it's mm-hmm. not helping you push forward, if it's not helping you achieve your goals, remove it from your life. Mm. You'll have time for that later when you run out of ideas. <laughs> um, the phone thing is tricky because so many people, they won't be being honest with themselves, but they'll say, I need my phone for work. And it's this right. cop out excuse that I hear so many people is there? Do you have a philosophy on breaking that habit? Because more than anything, for people to get on board with a philosophy, it's that first habit that has to sort of be destroyed, either brick yeah. by brick or all at once. Which way do you like more?
7: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I like where you're going with that. And for mo- for most people, especially with that that uh, work component it's become a leash, right? It's a leash that's always attached to us. And again, we always take these things with us everywhere we go, even to bed, into the bathroom and everything. But yeah. And, and I would say, I think that's the first thing you need to break down is how do you break that leash that your phone is? Because we're checking our email we're checking our Slack, whatever it may be 24 hours a day. And and that's not productive. Um, When it comes to email in particular, I really challenge people. Do you really need your work email on your phone? And if you do, Maybe you only check it morning, midday, and night. You know, maybe three times a day or something like that. But but incessantly checking your work messages, incessantly trying to plug in, you're never going to get to your work. You're never going to get things done. Um, you know, so it's it's that leash that we need to break.
3: And that crap makes people anxious too. Oh. Constantly okay. check. Did that email come? Did that email come? Like I see people get to shakes because of that. The 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 social media I think is the worst part of it because it's being used as entertainment. And that's that productive time that when everyone at the end of the oh I'm so tired, I wish I had more time. It's like B, you spent three and a half hours on on Facebook today. You have time. It's hard though to break that mindset, that whole there's a I mean, there's hashtags of fear of missing out, right? Phone. That's why people get alerts on their phone, which I'm too old to get. I'm 43 years old. I don't get you a notification a phone, no. from a single app I have outside of texts. I don't even get it. I don't Me even, either, buddy. Me I either. don't even hear my emails come up. I just check them at the end of the day. When my wife and I first started dating. There were things called Kicks that were out. It was like instant messaging. Every actor right. had one, but me. Like I hated being available. <laughs> I have a I have a I have an app on my phone where if you text me and I'm driving, it auto replies I'm driving. I can't talk to no. you right now. Like right. But that's not saving time. That's just trying to be safe. But the phone thing, it's How do you convince someone who says their life is their phone? I need this for How do you convince them? How do you show them they don't
7: um, I, I think there's a couple things you can do to approach that. I, I, I was about to use the word FOMO, so I'm glad you went there first, but this this fear of missing out. Everyone's so afraid of missing something instead of actually living their life or doing their own thing, and, and if you let that rule your life, you're, you're not living your life, you're living someone else's urgencies and notifications popping up. Um, I think one thing you can do, I, I, I'm amazed that you guys, you guys sound very disciplined around the notifications and your phones and your technology. But I think for a lot of people, they can really start by, you know, doing a self-examination of what's on your phone. You know, one of the things I challenge people with is what's on your home page of your phone. You know, our, we don't even have one page now. We got, you know, nine pages of apps on our phones. But, you know, when I, when I see somebody open up their phone and the first thing that they've got there is YouTube and ESPN and whatever else may be, you know, Instagram, you know, that's what you're going to do when, you, when you're playing with your phone. You're going to be playing with it instead of using it for productivity. You know, do you have your to-do list or your calendar or stuff right there instead of those games?
3: You know, that, that's like asking an alcoholic to look in the mirror. <laughs> that for real. What's what's on the first page yeah. of your phone? Yeah. That's like looking into your own soul and yeah. genuinely kind of analyzing what you see. And is that someone you respect or someone you don't? Do you know how
1: I approach a phone? This is I, I hope this this helped me major and I hope this helps other people. Um, Craig, I approach my phone as I pay money. Uh, Mm -hmm. each month to have this device that gives me access to other people. I do not pay money each month to give other people access to me. So I think that's a big thing. People think they have a phone. They have to be accessible to everybody. And I have blackout times in the course of my day. Amy knows this. When I'm training, when I'm working out, my phone is nowhere near me. We blow
5: him up and he ignores us. Yeah, Yeah. I prefer
3: being inaccessible. From
1: from (laughs) from 9 o'clock till 8 a.m. I have do not disturb on. So if any text or phone call comes through, with the exception of my wife... I do not, it does not alert me. My phone is silent I like from that 9 p.m. to it's 8 the
5: exception of your wife.
1: Oh, no, I'm
3: yeah. blocking my wife. Too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I need that quiet time. Well, that I brings need me, that quiet time. Can all
5: four of you comment on what if somebody has a relationship that's long distance? So, really, they rely on the phone and FaceTime and text. I did that. To be able to communicate with their significant other. Like, what do all three of you think and are expert?
1: That's fine. I, I had to do that. My wife and I FaceTimed. All the time because we were living so that on becomes an
5: exception to the rule yeah that's yeah. like
3: family time though it's just yeah. that that's the construct we live in today like, mm-hmm. the Jetsons could do yep. it so we get to do it you, you yeah. know what I mean like yeah. that and that, that isn't time wasted time with the family I think it's more the YouTube stuff it's more the waiting for alerts on what celebrity or politician or 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 athlete did did what and oh okay let me see what everybody's saying it's like you just spend forty minutes doing nothing. That's why your boss hates you. That's why you don't get the respect you want. That's why you don't get the promotion. Because you're concerned with that stuff. I know that's hardcore these days, but that's just that's real stuff, man. I love this guy. Really, what you're saying, really what you're
1: saying, <laughs> Freddie, is that a lot of people spend their time watching other people's lives. Uh, At the base of it, that's you what you said it, is. it better than you me. You are yeah. spending your that time. Was
5: Gavin and I fighting with you a couple. Weeks ago, we Gavin and I were so heated because we're like, "F this social media where people are just showing their best lives." And then remember, everybody came at us. Ugh.
3: I'm gonna show my worst life. Did
2: they come <laughs> at us? <laughs> yeah.
3: Why? Yeah, it's it, that's what why because because we were
2: making just saying that Because we said was people like,
5: fake their pretty lives.
2: What did people come at us online?
5: Yeah, oh, and and,
2: and, our, me, and <laughs> our co-host I don't do no Larks. Craig no martial arts Craig here's <laughs> a question no you with that Larks? country yeah. food.
1: <laughs> Craig I have a question for you what yeah. about another topic um, what about work life balance where how, yeah, how do you advise I, people there
7: um, I, I think there's two things you can mention there one it, it, you know I'll close the book here on the technology for now we've kind of beat the the phone thing but but it, but again it's about turning that off it's about turning that off when you when you go to bed. You know, we talked about the FOMO. You know, A lot of people, that, that's what they do right before they go to bed. They don't even talk to their spouse. They're looking on their phone or they're checking that work email. Um, that, here's that, what that, separates,
1: work. that separates relationships.
3: There's nothing yeah. more cold in a relationship. It's so that. weird when you see two mm. people at a table out at dinner. Oh, man. And they're both on their right. phones. That's it's terrible. so weird right. to me. Uh, and yeah. you see, it, it used to be like a unicorn, but you now know what they're texting, and, right? Yo, that's Freddie Prince.
2: What are yeah, you got wrong, it? bro? That's
4: that's ain't
3: they don't even look up, bro. They're watching chat on Game of Thrones or some
7: nonsense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man,
3: that's Freddie, man. Yeah.
7: Oh, no, more. But, okay,
1: sorry, Craig. Keep I, going.
7: No, no, that's good. That's good. And I actually talked about that on my website once. I called it having an affair with your smartphone. Exactly. I don't even mean the dating sites, but you're having an affair with your smartphone instead of with your spouse. Yeah. Um, mm, mm-hmm. But go, go back to the work-life balance. Um, again, I think it's about setting those boundaries. And we've talked about the FOMO. We've talked about the interruptions. But I think it's about spending some time. You, know, you mentioned how two hours a day adds up to a month of your year. Yeah. How much are you spending on your life? And, and, you know, you can't force quality time. It's about spending time on the family, but then also spending time on yourself. And um, one of the other things that I like to talk to people about is having a hobby. And a lot of people, like you made that golf joke earlier for multiplicity, but, but so many people don't make time for a hobby. They're like, I don't have time for that. But the truth is, when you invest in yourself and you invest in that personal time, you actually multiply your, you know, your time because that passion you know, spreads to the rest of your life and you're that much more you know, enthusiastic and energetic. And so getting in that golf time, if it's for you or it's you know, whatever your hobby is, can actually give you more time back in your life. And I think that's a, something that people don't see that they need to spend that time on themselves, whether it's at the gym or doing a hobby or whatever it may be
3: uh that's that's dead on and i look i'm a big believer in that i found when i was a kid i figured out kind of what i loved and i never let go of that and as i grew up i I used to play dungeons and dragons as a little kid right and as i got older that group went away because it was all these adults saying i don't have time and adult life and all this and i finally just started making time and this was a good reason this was a good part of social media i don't want to just trash it I found other people in the local L.A. area that also played and were looking for games and more. Yep. And if you make a hobby, I'm not going to go on a and d 10-minute tangent. If you If you have a hobby, it means you have passion for it. And if you have passion for something, you will create the time because yeah. it's more important to you than watching that g- basketball game in March Madness. It's more important to you than this, all this other stuff. It was more important to me than going on dates with pretty ladies. That's how much I loved it. <laughs> I made it important. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you have yeah. passion for it, you can make time for it. It's when, it's, it, when you're kind of half-assing it. That's when you're like, ah, oh, no, I don't have enough time.
1: Craig, I have a question yep. for you. I, I heard this analogy about work-life balance. I want to bounce it off you and just get your thoughts on it. Somebody said sure. that it, to me that work-life balance was like a teeter-totter. So a teeter-totter You're never just like If you were to sit still Perfectly balanced with the person on the other side You'd go crazy all of a sudden You'd be like, okay, I gotta move one way So it's either you swing You swing into work a little harder And then it swings down And you swing more into family time And then once you've had a lot of that You swing back into some work yeah. And it's this little It's a dance It's like a teeter-totter Up and down, back and forth That it's it's not really a Balance—it's never sitting there where the the teeter-totter isn't moving, um, because that's just boring for everybody. There's nothing there, but it's—it's a a give and a pull, or like a push and a pull, and it's coming to, coming back from, just moving in and out of work and out of family time. Does that make sense to you? Was Canadian Tai Chi? (laughs) It
4: was. (laughs)
7: Um, I I like that. I like that, and it sounds a little little philosophical there. And if if you want to go on the philosophy side. I think it absolutely can be true in terms of you're always going back and forth. I mean, there's never going to be a perfect stationary point. If you reach a stationary point, you're probably dead, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. But That's upbeat. I, but no, I think I, I wasn't trying to be morbid. Just, but what I'm doing, what I'm saying,
2: just spreading that positivity uh, around. <laughs>
7: <laughs> you know, it's, it's always going to be going back and forth, right? And, you know, we always have busy times at work. We always, you know, sometimes have, you know, either exciting things or, or uh, drama things at home. So you know, I do think it's a it's a, that teeter totter analogy is a, a good example, a good philosophy. I'll say this though: if you remember being on that playground and be on that teeter totter, if you ever took it too far and that board hit the ground on one side, it wasn't a good feeling for anybody, right? Oh yeah, well, I, I used to change jump change off to on that.
3: purpose just <laughs> to make guys wipe out, man. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Take that time
3: from them and make it my own.
7: But my po- my my point is, I think if that happens in our lives, if one side hits the ground, you know, everything kind of comes out of balance, you know, and yep. if the if the Personal side or the work side goes too far, then it's a jolt to the system for everybody.
4: Yeah,
1: um, awesome, man. Uh, where can people find you? Because I love, I love what you're talking about here, Craig. Where can people find you? How to manage your time with Craig Jarrow? Um, is that where you hang out the most?
7: Uh, no, actually, you, um, you can find me two places. One on the web uh, at TimeManagementNinja.com. Okay, and then actually, I just had a book come out two months ago. You can find that on Amazon. It's Twenty One Tips for More Time and Less Stress in Your Life. Time Management Ninja, so check
1: that out. You know what? I might do a book, I might start like a book club in 2020 where I do you a should, book a man. month. Good idea. Where I do a book a month. I want to add that Will to my Will we finally
5: books. get invited over to your house?
1: Hey, Gav's been to my house. I just had Gav over for Thanksgiving.
5: That's, That's true. I heard about that.
2: Did you hear yeah. about that?
1: Yeah.
5: That's Wait, awesome. Can
2: I jump in? Um, first of all, thank you for inviting me for Thanksgiving because you made my Thanksgiving, bro. Thank That's you, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, it, it very fun. much. But more importantly... Can we make sure the books are small books? Yeah.
1: No, I like small books. I like small
2: books. Because, you know, my eyes get tired. No, mine too. That's something that'll put me to sleep. Yeah. I'll wake up
3: again, but that's a good sleep uh, aid, a long book. Yeah, it's true. Even when I'm interested. A book that you know you're going to quit just based on the thickness of it. That'll put me to sleep. That's true. That's right.
1: I appreciate you, Craig. Thank you so much for coming on.